Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER What up, it's Mario Lopez. Joining me now in studio, actor and author of the new book, This Book Has Balls, which I love to say, my man, Michael Rappaport. How What's are up, you, man? Everything's good, man. How so, you feeling? I'm feeling good, buddy. So good to see you here. I always got a big smile. I mean, we've been friends for a while. I know, man. I was telling I was telling uh, my producer, Frazier, here, I said, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to rap uh, coming because I want to talk to him about so many things. I'm so impressed, Michael, how... You, you've been an actor now. God, I got to imagine 25 years. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Coming out in so many great things. True Romance, one of my favorite movies. So many great things. You've got two shows I want to talk about too. But you've been able to be so diverse and mix it up from the podcast, which is hilarious, by the way, <laughs> uh, to continue to be an actor, to to a, 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 an author now. And you, you've never really limited yourself. Was this my design? or And then social media now, right. this whole other platform, which you've created and you're sort of a, a celebrity in, in another light right. too. Was this by design or was it just something that sort of kind of presented it itself? Just, it just presented itself. You know, like acting's always going to be like my, my first love and like my f- sort of first passion. Right. Um, you know, and then I started getting invited to talk just as, as an actor, promoting other things on, on sports shows. And then they would say, come back. You could just come back. And, and then, you know, I started my podcast and then, it, it, you know, and then social media, you know, it was like a whole other thing, but I didn't, you know, you, it, none of these things, like, you know, who would have thought social media would have be what it is now. Right. Um, and in our age too, to, because it's skewed young, right? It's Initially. skewed young. But now it's sort of, I mean, I got to admit, I was reluctant to get on it, but now it's kind of fun. I mean, to gather I mean, the information. Because like, what well, you do in, wh- some, in some medium, like if you're promoting the, you know, right. one show or, or the radio show, like it's it's almost like in a, in a, in a crazy well, way, like it's like to, the n- number I, one place to 
promote your stuff, right? Exactly. Well, because it, it's it's again ironic because I was sort of forced to because of work, but now that I was, I fell in love with it afterwards. And and it's and it's fun now to gather information. People are funny. I enjoy. It. You can keep up with friends. You right. can keep up with people what they're doing. Right. Obviously, you get the negativity and right, the right, keyboard right. gangsters out there. But you know, it comes with the territory. Right. But now it's kind of cool. If there's any keyboard gangsters out there, listen. I say this all the time. Do not be fooled by Mario Lopez, his hair, his dimples. He will f- you up. <laughs> he will f- up. More, any, especially anybody that's on there talking. Because anybody on there that like, talks with your private accounts, do not f- around with Mario Lopez. I got, I got my money on Mario Lopez. Three rounds with anybody. What do we use? 12 ounce gloves? He's like, well, you're putting me in all these fights. <laughs> Whatever you want to use. Yeah. <laughs> I won't let you down. Yes. <laughs> no, but it, okay. So let, let's start off first um, uh, with the book. Yes. Of course. The book has balls. And is it specifically hot takes when it comes to sports or what is the uh, premise? It's mostly sports. Um, you know, I've been a, I've been a fan my whole life. I, I grew up wanting to be a basketball player. I love sports. You know, I talk to I love you know boxing, football. Yeah. I grew up loving boxing. Like you know, in the seventies, eighties, and even parts of the nineties, even through the nineties, uh, you know, boxing was a mainstream mainstream sport. And then you know, with, when Tyson stopped, and you know, there's not American stars and like, but like Sugar Ray Leonard and like all those guys, like that, those was like. It was like a big part of our life. Sure. Um, so, you know, the idea was to just sort of articulate, you know, sort of all my thoughts, highs, lows, rants about sports. But, you know, so I have like 23 reasons why LeBron James will never be like Mike. And, you know, to the time I fell in love with Mary Lou Retton in 1984. I'm with you on that. To, to, the, to the, you know, the great, the great white hype of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. To, you know, the, the, the beautiful audacity of Muggsy Bogues. Like, it's just sort of things I like, things that drive me crazy. You know, there's a Caitlyn Jenner, hard-hitting, you know, chapter. It's just sort of the rant. It's made for the phone-addicted society. Because, like, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to my phone. It's a it's a problem. So you know, I wanted. <laughs> but to you write, managed to make it a business, which if you're gonna I, be, yeah, it's true. True. That's why I tell my wife. I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm working. You know, she's like, exactly. no, you're not working. You're just like you're like zoned out. But so so I, I wrote the book. I never written anything like in long form, and it was a challenge. Um, but I'm proud of it because it's 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 my stuff. It's my voice. It's clearly you know my and it's tongue in cheek and it's just sports. But you know, I also took a break. You know, because believe it or not, I don't know if you know this, but like I'm like it, my favorite shows on TV are the, are the Housewives oh, shows. Oh, I know. We're going to get to that later. I so, know. So I wrote like, like I treated it like a, like almost like a sporting man. Like, so I had a halftime rant on the Housewives and, you know, like there's like a, a, a midpoint rant. On <laughs> the, the Housewives play. made the book? The Housewives <laughs> made the book because I'm so like, I love that. And I, and I associate the Housewives with, um, with football because uh. I started watching Housewives on Sunday night after I watched football. So I've always sort of equated them in the same way together. It's yeah. weird. So I wanted to like <laughs> throw them in there because and sort of, sort of treat them because the whole book is about, like I call it, you know, it's, this book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talk and Trash. And in my opinion, some of the Housewives are some of the best trash talkers. Forget, forget in sports, comedy, like just in general. Oh yeah. So, so you know, it's fun. I'm, I, I'm proud of the book. It's, it's doing well, and you know, it's, it's easy to read. I, it's unfortunate that my wife had to leave because she. I'm like, honey, she knows them all, watches them all, and sometimes she'll watch them over. I'm all. It's not like the plot line is that complex. Like Why the you watch? Yeah, I'm exactly. With her. It's not I'm like with the Godfather. Her. Why are you watching it again? I love it. Oh I mean, my it must God. be crazy for you because 
And a lot of them are here. A lot of them sit right here. I, and you know what? You should have me come out and like, I'll just be like a fan. Like you could have me be like the intern. The day you have like the housewives, just be like rap. You want to get coffee for like NeNe Leaks? Let's do it. I'll go. Cause, Cause I just, I just love them. And, and you know, like I got to do not to interrupt you, like this week, for example, because of the wife and she's become buddy, I got to go host this event for Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, can who, I by be the way, your assistant who, that day? Who, by the way, is real cool. If you're in town, come with us. I'll be, I'll be yours. <laughs> like you could be like rap, go get me a coffee. Like, <laughs> like bring the car around. Like I'm down. Like I love the housewife. It's crazy. But it's and then, so I never funny. thought that I would. And I thought it was a joke, but in my opinion, and you, you know this good. In my opinion, TV was meant to, to entertain. Like, the, yes. the, going back to whenever it was invented, whatever year it was invented, like, it was meant to bring entertainment in the home. And as good as your Game of Thrones are, your House of Cards, or your Madness, <laughs> in my opinion, the, the entertainment of the Bravo Housewives is, is exactly what the TV was meant for. And this whole thing about it's contrived... Let me tell you something, Mario. You know actors. You've been around. You interview them. You talk to them. On their best day, Meryl Streep on her best day could not do. <laughs> she couldn't deliver that she drama. She could not deliver that kind of like tear <laughs> drop. Like they're like I just think it's like to me it's like just straight up. It's like a soap opera. It, it really is. Like Dallas or Knott's Landing or like Falcon's Crest like it's, or Empire. It's like a straight up soap opera. It, yeah, it's so pat. Well, it's caused a lot of the demise of soap operas because they don't even offer that kind of drama. And it's fascinating, too, because mm. we're talking we're talking mature women. We're talking mm-hmm. women in their 40s, too. It's not like young girls acting like fools, right? No, like in their 20s. No. We're talking like these women. And it's the whole thing is so fascinating to me. And it's and it's captivated uh, uh, America, not just women, obviously. You know, I can't help it. I'll rubberneck every once in a while. And the right. reunion shows. Forget about it with it, the reunion it's shows. It's like a brawl. It's yeah, like a cage it's a, match. <laughs> it's like a WWE cage match. It's so funny. Do you have a favorite city? My favorite, my favorite cities are <clears throat> Atlanta, New York, and Jersey. But yeah. I, I love Beverly Hills. And, and, and you know, I, this guy's like, he's like, <laughs> those are my, those are my four. Those are my yeah. four. I, I love them. Like, so, so right now those I got are my wives, Atlanta, yeah. I got, I got Jersey and I got NFL and NBA. I'm like, I'm like, you're consumed. I'm elated. You're consumed. I mean, I'm elated. One thing I want to go back to is uh, sports real quick too. You're, you're obviously very candid, but you're not afraid to go after like, and, and give your frank thoughts. Like, it seems like everybody... On ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever, they all have to kiss LeBron's butt. Right. And it seems like certain people you have to always sort of appease because they're the spokesperson, symbols of their sport, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But you're not afraid to tell it like it is with LeBron or with Lonzo. Right. And, you know, and and is that is that just to strike, a, a, a hit a nerve, strike an eye, or do you really feel this way about these guys? Oh, yeah. And I mean, if I'm talking trash about anybody, it's because... That's where it's coming from, it's the authentic coming from, place. Yeah, okay. it's totally an authentic place. Like, because, like, and like the social media stuff, it's all gut reaction. Like th- that's the beauty of it, and and the curse of it, because it could get you in trouble. Fortunately, I haven't gotten in trouble. But like for me, like the rants and even the political rants. But like it's all gut reaction. Like I see something, and and a lot of times you'd think about it, and now good, bad, or indifferent. Like I'll put a video up, and it's like a gut. It's like a gut. Like ah, and and you know, people take to it. People don't take to it. But in it, it's like. In a weird way, it sounds crazy, man. In a weird way, for me, it sounds nuts and real. Can I curse here? Yeah, go ahead. And real, and real, and (laughs) real sort of like you know, like uh, you know, artsy fartsy. But it's like if you if you do it like just gut reaction and you leave it be. In a weird way, it's some sort of like 
cathartic art thing to me. Like if you just make it pure, like you just talk your crap and then boom, leave it up there. Like I've always been a disruptive, like you know me, like I'm like, I talk, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a trouble stir. And, and, you know, part of the book, like, you know, like I talk about being disruptive. Like I grew up, I was kicked out of school, third grade public school in New York city, which is like double, double winner. Cause to get kicked out of a, a third grade public school in the seventies, like, yeah. like, so I, but it was all, it wasn't like I was fighting. It wasn't like I was like starting fires. Like it was just talk, 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 disruptive, yeah. disruptive. And to me, like the rants, like the essence of those rants is sort of like that. Just it's disruptiveness. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like to like I, I truly believe like if you're gonna talk trash, you have to be able to take it. Yeah. And and you know, like I make fun of myself the most in the book, in the videos. Like I it, it, so I feel like if you're gonna give it out, like you have to sure. not only be able to take, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. Yeah. So I mean it's it's a trippy time. I mean I mean, what what do you think about this? Like cause like in terms of like the, the, we're in such a crazy politically correct climate, but there's right. so more mediums, there's so many more mediums to express yourself. So you could put out anything you want, but then your judge shows scru- you know, the scrutiny. Well, uh, yeah, I got to be honest, it bothers me because the media is all about championing diversity of free speech and thought unless you disagree with them. Right. If you disagree with them, then you're going to be labeled i.e. racist, sexist, fill in the blank, whatever. So that part bothers me. I I like that we're more vocal th- than ever, but at the same time, I feel that be- because we have uh, this platform of social media, you you don't get to provoke conversation. We're seeing the other side. You can literally stay mm. with a community mm. of people who think just like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we're not going to be able to come forward. That's you know true. what I'm saying? It's that's got, true. So it has a lot. Of, it's got a lot of positive, but it also has its negativity too. You never have to agree with them. You could just kick it with your community right. who think exactly like right. you. Right. You know, so it, it does backfire uh, a little bit. Real quick, because I want to get back to the book for a okay. second. You, you balled with some celebs. Yes. Um, Bieber, Clooney, Kanye. Of the celebs you balled with, who has the most game? Of the celebs, now, he doesn't have much game anymore. He thinks he does, but at once he was really good. Kevin Hart. Now he's come he's, on. He's got too much money in his pockets. He's got too much come money on. in his pockets to to and he's got too, to to. But I, when he was younger, coming at you like Muggsy, quick, tough, could jump. Was was one of those like little athletic, scrappy <laughs> dudes who could play. Like who could, you know you know he could play. Kevin Hart could play. Clooney's good at half court. I don't know if he's past his prime. Clooney, Clooney was okay. Um, Bieber was better than I thought. Really? Better okay. than I thought. He's just he's scrappy. He's quick, and and he's game. You know, like yeah. he's game. He's like he's scrappy. Um, let me see who else could play. Denzel. Denzel, I don't know if he plays anymore. I played a bunch of times with Denzel before he was like huge Denzel. Yeah. Uh, in terms of stardom, right. he could play, talks, tough. Well, he Denzel legit could play. Again, okay. I don't know if he plays as New much Yorker. anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jaleel White, Urkel. Got game. <laughs> no, he got game. He Urkel's can play. got game. He can play. He can see. I knew that because I've seen him before. And then he, I think at UCLA, he, he tried he to play with those guys. Now yeah. again, like, you, and it was tough when you play with Urkel because it's like, yo, Urkel's busting my ass. It's Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Urkel's breaking ankles out there. Let me see who can't play. Toby Maguire should never play basketball ever again. <laughs> like, Toby Maguire, I think, like, you know, like when you're growing up in gym class, you sort of learn the basics of all sports. Yeah. I think he missed basketball. Like that weekend basketball, like he, he seriously can't play. Um, it's hard to take dudes like Will Farrell 
Seriously, although he takes it seriously, but like it's always you always feel like you're in a skit. Like yeah, if you're right. playing an actual game, <laughs> Borat can't play. Borat, he's another play. one. He's like, how can those you, are tall dudes too? They're tall, they're big dudes, but also like there's certain dudes like you can't take them serious. They'd have to be so good, right? Um, so yeah, I give a celebrity scouting report because as athletes, I mean, as actors, we all think we could play rappers. We all think we could play. The common theme of all of them, they don't like to pass. Actors, <laughs> rappers, musicians do not like to pass. They like they think they're like that everybody makes thinks they're a solo star out right, there. Right. They think they're doing a monologue. Alan Iverson out there. They all think they're they're all AI out there. Like Common is my man. Like I love Common. Yeah. Rapper, actor, social dude. Like he's you know he's a good dude. I've played celebrity games with him year after never pass. Like I'm still open waiting yeah. for him to pass. And well, Common doesn't. <laughs> He don't pass the rock. He'll That's pass the funny, mic. man. He knows That's how to funny. pass the mic, but he don't know how to pass the rock. Oh man! Well, I'm gonna go on that <laughs> list that don't play. But I got, I got a, I got a, a reason for that. First of all, I'm a Mexican kid that grew mm-hmm. up in a Mexican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Nobody played basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't touch a basketball mic, believe it or not, till I was in my 20s. Ever in your life? Ever. No Mexicans you play basketball. That's they, funny. Yeah, no, no. But I'm an athletic. And so right. when I finally did touch one, my D, I was told, was tight. Right. I couldn't <laughs> I was. My D was good. Right. I could cover. But I never touched. That's and, crazy. And during basketball season, it was wrestling season. So I was wrestling. So I never... I used to wear shirts that said, it is better to have wrestled and lost to have, than to have played basketball and won. <laughs> <laughs> so I just That's never... That's funny. I never touched. I never you, played. Do you wrestle? I grew up wrestling. Yeah, I grew okay. up wrestling my whole life. Wrestling, okay. then I got into boxing uh, when, later when, on. When did you start acting? Well, I was little. I was uh, uh, professionally like nine, ten years old. In Mexico or here? No, here, here. My parents are from Mexico. I'm first generation. Okay, okay. You and said so Mexico. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was just that. I mean, I'm a border town kid in Chula I got Vista, you. so it was all Mexicans. I got so, you. Mexicans don't be playing that much basketball. Right. <laughs> you know, where we grew up. So I, when I came here, everybody was into basketball. I was like, I it's like soccer it's like soccer yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I don't basketball, basketball. it's like a, like it's like bas- like for like I loved basketball but it was always like and so a couple times I did play when I started getting into it guys would talk not to deviate too much but guys would talk a lot of trash and then they'd be with the fouling this like, I ended up getting in fights having to knock a couple fools out because they'd be right. talking, you know what I mean and I'm like I'm not playing anymore because you get they talk a lot of trash and you can't really take it out so now if I'm gonna play I'll play with my friends right or you know what I mean not just right. like random right right right, so, right you know what I'm saying Absolutely. they like to talk a lot uh, yeah, basketball is <laughs> definitely a talking yeah. sport and I'm like yo I'm just trying to get a workout right right <laughs> you know what I mean no, I get to get you a workout. I get you but yeah not until my 20s man but anyway didn't mean to deviate no, uh, cool. on all that I, w- I wanted to talk about this because oh before that before we move on to the basketball thing the uh, the three ball. The, yeah, the big three. The big three. The big three. So Congratulations fun. on that. Fun. So that's another thing. There's you, fun. You do the... Um, the I'm uh, the sideline reporter. The sideline I'm report. the Mario Lopez of the big three. <laughs> yeah. So I get to interview all the players. Like That was like... That's kind of a dream kind of come it was, true, right? Like, totally to hang dream with all come the guys. true. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like... Like to do that and like, you know, to interview Iverson and... Dr. J and Oakley and all those guys and like to be associated with like I'm such a fan like basketball is like like I love basketball so to do that in the summertime I was like a kid in a candy store yeah like I was like I there was never a time where I wasn't like you know butterflies like I was like tripping out like I was like in Philadelphia interviewing 
Iverson and Dr. J on a basketball court. Like I was like, Yo, yeah, this is I quick. saw that, man. I said that. No, see, that's what I was talking about earlier too. Being able to be diverse, and there are no rules right. anymore. And there um, are no rules, right? There are I mean, no when, rules when you anymore. first started acting, it was like you do TV acting, film actors do film acting, and then it started like there's TV acting. Yeah, uh, you know, became bigger than film acting, and now it's like everybody's sort of doing everything. Exactly, it's well, crazy, right? Well, let me tell you something because you have the personality to be able to do that. And I interview a lot of actors, and a lot of them without a script. Can't put a couple sentences together. Right. They shall remain nameless, but you know what I'm what saying. What do you do with that? Like, if you're interviewing certain act, like, oh, God. I mean, I think your job is fascinating because you you handle it. Because, like, like I said earlier, like, if you ever see Mario in the gym, like, he's in there boxing, like, not around, like, he's fighting dudes. Like, I remember the first time I saw you in, like, Wildcard, I was like, yo, dudes in here, like, but, like, really, like, getting it down. But when you, when you do your job, like, like you have your lane like clear, like, and you handle it like you got the smile, like you got the down, but like you'll talk to people, like you'll make anything work with these people. And I just think that's like people think you make it look easy, but like I know, like some, sometimes are you like, what the hell's going on here? Oh, oftentimes, oftentimes, a lot of people, a lot of them are cool. You know, it'd be a dream most, if they were. Most all, people are all. Most people are cool. That's what. Well, you know, most people are cool, but they're no. Most people are cool. I meant it more along the lines like a lot of people just aren't that comfortable talking about themselves, or they don't necessarily have the. They get free spooked, right? Yeah, they don't have the personality really to 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 be verbal. To be honest, you give them a script and whatever and they're really talented right. and they can right. handle it but they don't have that's why it's really honestly not, right. it's impressive man the, the, all the stuff you're able to do and good actor too I've seen you play the good dad and a lot of positive stuff you were the nasty manager the new right. edition right, stuff right, right, you right. all these different roles man so right. I want to get to some of those right now <laughs> um, you're part of this new show White Famous yes. on Showtime yes. which is a great title yes. right off the bat tell us about the premise for those not familiar in your role White Famous Jay Farrow from Saturday Night Live Jamie Foxx producing um and it came from an old stand-up comedy bit that Jamie Jamie Foxx used to do, um, where he he got to a certain amount of fame, and he said, "I want to be white famous," meaning he wants to cross over, he wants superstar, and you know, so That's which is funny. you know, which was a brilliant thing. Yeah. And so the show is really sort of it's not about Jamie Foxx, like Jay Fowler sort of plays a Jamie Foxx like character but it's not jamie's life and times in any any way shape or form yeah so jay is like a, a sort of hot comedian out in la and he's trying to sort of figure out his way um and uh it's the same writer of the show californication and he's got like you know his agent and this one around him and i'm this director who's like it's funny because the director is sort of like a stereotype especially everything that's going on in hollywood right now we find out that the guy's a good guy but he's just he's just you know, he says provocative things, racial things, sexual things. Later on, you see that he's just like... What a great character. He's nuts. The yeah. character's nuts. So I loved doing it every day because he he's just says everything. He's like, you know, with women, guys, girls, racial, not racial. He's just... He's like a vomit. Yeah. So so it was fun doing it. And Jamie, Jay Farrell is like... He's one of these dudes who's like super duper talented, almost like... You're intimidated by just the talent, like like the impressions, yeah, and and his sort of, you know, call like when when you're like him and Jamie Foxx, they do have a similarity because when they're telling a story, like just a regular story about you know going to the parking lot and getting coffee, they're like they'll like act out the whole thing, but not in an obnoxious way. It's just the way they tell a story. Yeah. Like where so I'm telling a story, you know, it could be entertaining, but like they're like walking you through the whole thing. And Jay Jay Farrow has that that extra talent, like. There's three people that I've been around that have it, and I'm not comparing them to them, and I don't want to, you know, because of the stigma. Like, but I did a film with Eddie Murphy, freaky talent. Yeah, 
I've been around Jamie Foxx, freaky talent. Yeah. And Jay Farrell, same thing, like this freaky wow. extra amount of talent. Yeah, like, yeah, and they yeah. all, like, you know, Jamie, like, sings, dance. Sure, yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy's same thing, and Jay has that same sort of thing. So it's a dope show. It's a funny show. It's it's provocative. And the character for me was just, it was just like, it was just like nuts, like a crazy character. Oh, so that's awesome, man. It, it was fun to do. Well, I'm looking forward to checking it out. It's on the DVR. And I want to talk about your other show, Atypical, right. on Netflix. I'm hearing nothing but great stuff. Mm -hmm. That got picked up for season two. Um, completely different, yep. obviously. For those not familiar, please share that one. It's a show about a... Family, Jennifer Jason Lee, myself, a young cast, um, like a sort of dysfunctional family, and and we have an autistic son. The the autistic son is just like we're regular people, but we're dealing with the autism with this with this kid, and um, you know, it's sort of articulates the the show picks up where we're sort of com coming to terms like how it's affected our family, mm -hmm. and it's definitely a different character. It's it's very sweet, kind of repressed, sort of. Very vulnerable, very quiet, not like doesn't can't really articulate any of his feelings, mm -hmm. which is not really like me. Because if, if I'm good at one thing, I, I'm good at emotions. Right. Um. So so it's it, you know it's a good show. It, it struck a chord with a lot of people because of you know autism. You know people suffer uh, and have dealt with it. So we, I I was surprised the amount of DMs, social media, Facebooks, comments from I have my best friend, my my son, my cousin, my my nephew. That it struck a chord with people. And it's not about autism. It's just about this dysfunctional family. But I, this is the first time I did a show where I got that much sort of genuine uh, response mm -hmm. from it in regards to something that it struck a, a personal chord. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with the show. It was cool. And I'm just happy to be doing my thing, man. You know, it's like this business is so nuts. Mm -hmm. And like the highs and lows and the ebbs and flows and... You know, to be doing it like the 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 shows and the book and 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 the podcast and and even the rants. Like I'm just happy to like be be able to to talk my my talk and do my thing and and to work and look forward to doing it. Because at the end of the day, like you know, we all want money, we want all the accolades. But at the end of the day, you know this, Mario. Like if you go to work excited to go to work, that's real success. That trumps all the other stuff. The other stuff will will come from that. Because if yeah. you really like what you're doing. You'll get what you're supposed to get. Exactly. And and so like I'm happy to to have that right now because it's you get perspective as the longer you get to do it, like you get perspective on what this business is and you figure out the politics and sort of and and you know just the ebbs and flows of it and the highs and lows and the rejection. It's all part of it. But it's right. like we're blessed to yeah, be doing exactly. what we're doing. I don't give a shit if you're I don't give a crap if you're on a reality <laughs> show, if you're on. You know, a cable show, a YouTube, like to be able to do this for a living, it's a joke. I it's totally, a joke, right? You're exactly right. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, as you, you start doing it more, you get more appreciation just yeah. how fortunate we are and, and all the chaos. Forget in the world, just in this country, like to be able to do this and like be excited about it, like this is this is easy. Yeah. It's cake, you know? One thing I wanted to talk about before I, I, I uh put you on the spot for quick questions. Um the skinny genification. Yes. I know you say it of sports, but I think that can apply in just life. I agree. Right? Skinny genification is it it it's it's in tune with the Instagramification and the YouTube you would YouTubeification, but I, I call it skinny genification because it started from when the athletes they're younger than me. I'm forty seven years old. I have no fashion sense. But when you see the athletes coming in like Cam Newton, like oh, I love God. Cam Newton, but his outfits, he's dressed 
crazy. Right. Win, lose, or draw. He Dwayne Wade, too. Even... D. Wade came <laughs> in with a short sleeve blazer. <laughs> Yo, when did that become acceptable for anybody? It hasn't. I don't care if you're the MVP. Bro. Like, a short sleeve blazer is never acceptable now. 50 years ago and right. 50 years forward. So so it, first it was just about the clothing, but then it, I started thinking about the skinny genification of sports specifically is like everybody wants to be like Mike. Everybody wants to be a brand before they really perfect their craft. Yeah. There's only, like I break LeBron's chops. There's only a, a LeBron every 20 years. There's only a Kobe. The, the, you can't just... Be that because you're around that. Just because you play ball doesn't mean you're like LeBron. And just because you know you're on Instagram and you got so so and so amount of followers doesn't mean you're 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 good at what you do. Like you might be in the NBA, but like it's just that that everybody wants to brand themselves, and that's the whole thing with the Lonzo Ball of our ball thing. It's right. like yo, you guys haven't done anything. Get your money. I'm not player hate. I want everybody to get their right. money. But like. I want to know more about your game than more about like your sneakers. Like you have a sneaker before you even have a game and he's struggling so much in this this first part of the season and part of it is because the expectations no one can live up to them. Right. No one can live up to the Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, Big Ball of brand expectations. Even even LeBron couldn't. Even Michael Jordan and th- those guys are freaks once in a lifetime dudes. So the skinny genification of sports is is just that. It's just like, you know, like Antonio Brown, football player, love him. He's probably been on the show. He's got the crazy hair, sure. dope, and he's sick. But but the fact that he's Facebook living in the locker room when your coach is talking, skinny genification moment. Exactly. So I break it down, and um, you know, in, in yeah, sport, I would I, I would I would even liken it to the Kardashian influence of the. You said it, not me. Right? I mean, it's I crazy. Think it's, I think it's safe to assume. I mean, it's sort of the best and the worst of what's great about America. Yes, you can accumulate in all this wealth and and influence, yet with no substance or talent. So, it's, so it's fascinating, though, right? Is that good? Is it's that cra- bad? I, it's I just crazy. It just is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it is what it I, is. I think right. back to Don King. Only in America. Only in America. Yeah. It's like, like whether it's whether it's the Kardashians, Lavar Ball, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, all sorts of things. Reality stars, uh, uh, you know. Any sort of thing, like the only in America thing is is a true thing and it's a blessing. But then it's sort of like, you know, only in America could the Kardashians be the only in America. Yeah, literally, only in America. <laughs> only in America would we, would we be talking about Don King and everybody <laughs> listening knows who the hell that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, a, you know, I guess you got to take the, the, the bad with the good and bad meaning, you know, like the sort of. Dif- the different part of it, you right. know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not bad. Like it's, I just, but like it doesn't mean like if you're that sort of out there, like people like me who like to talk trash, we're gonna be there, you know, waiting with the, uh, you know, with the claws. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Love it. All right, before I let you go, I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> quick questions, quick answers. All right. Go to karaoke song. Oh, gotta be "Don't Stop Believing" Journey. I- I'm not gonna do it well, but I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna exactly. ruin it and butcher it, but yeah. Last movie you saw in theaters? Damn. You know what, Mario? It, it, it really goes to show where I'm at with the movies and where the movie business is because I don't mess with any of the DC stuff. Let me think. Yeah, I don't mess with that either. See, yeah. I don't mess with any. I don't like comic books. <laughs> right. Now, you probably have to go all the time like I with your daughter because you go yeah. like, so I was at a period. Damn, I'm, I'm avoiding this question. The last movie I saw in the theaters, Moonlight. That okay. was last year. I have okay. not been okay. to the movie since December of last year. So much good TV. It's Terrible. Really don't need to. 
Nick- that is a damn shame. <laughs> That's a damn shame. Nickname growing up. Why Mike? Why Mike? There was there was Fat Mike. There was Black Mike. There was Freckleface Mike. There was White Mike. White Mike, common name, and no, I never batted an eye at it. It was you know White Mike because Mike is a common name. It's not like you know. It's like Mark, John. Like there, yeah. I'm gu- guarantee there was White John, Fat John, and Ugly <laughs> right, John too. Right. Celebrity crush growing up. Mary Lou Retton. I wrote, I wrote a chapter about in 1984. I, I felt like I, I was 14 years old. Those curves are kicking. Yo, I literally thought <laughs> that me and Mary Lou Retton were going to meet. We were going to date through high school. She was going to marry me and we were going to like ha- live happily ever after. I was nuts. I'm not mad at that. That cute little haircut and that little body. I'm hey, not mad at that. Mary Lou Retton and the, the, the smile. Did you ever meet her? Never met her. Really? I ne- I've ne- and all the times I've met people, I've never met Mary wow. Lou Retton. So if you're out there, Mary Lou, I know you're married. I'm married too. I'd love to give you a high five because <laughs> you you had a little shrine on my wall. Like I was nuts for Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> All-time favorite athlete. Man, that's a good question. All-time favorite athlete. Got to be Muhammad Ali. Got to be, got to be Muhammad Ali. He's he's the greatest of all time. Who plays you in your life story? <laughs> Who plays me in my life story? <laughs> Damn, man, that's tough, man. I I don't know, man. She's who plays me in my life story? Damn, I don't think there's an actor who 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 wants to get into that mindset. <laughs> who plays me in my life story? Man, Will Farrell. People say that we look alike. He 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 could do me. He could do me. But he's got to be a young version. I'll say Will Farrell. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.